Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day, college football, we know who's number one, understand, on the phones, you know we get it done, so call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show, welcome back. Labor Day is behind us. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray, tall Rayside. And I am Tay, Eric Taylor, and you are listening to our NFL preview, 2016 style. Also the start of our fifth, one, two, three, four, five, cinco, fifth year. Wow, this is crazy. It should be fun and exciting. We'll give you picks, predictions, postseasons, awards, standings, and, of course, the Super Bowl prediction. First, real quick, Ray, we've got to get in some college football because we, we didn't have a show yesterday. We don't come back to Friday for week two. New top 25, but i got to ask you first, what was your favorite upset? Wisconsin over LSU, Texas A&M over UCLA, Houston over Oklahoma, or Texas over Notre Dame? Wow. You know what? I, I, I'm i going to cop out here and say the state of Texas represented. Wow. <laughs> so Houston needed that win really badly to yes. put themselves in the picture this year for consideration to make the playoffs. And eventually they'll probably seal themselves a spot in the Big 12. So I thought that that victory for them was huge, a program-making victory. You could look back to that victory and say that that program is now part of a major conference because of that victory. And maybe they'll get even more in the in the postseason. We'll see right. if they run the table or if they have one loss. And at the same time, same thing could be said for Charlie Strong, that this victory, after losing 38-3 to last year to Notre Dame, huge. this yeah. victory was a – I don't know if it was a. It was obviously Texas has had a lot of victories in their in their past, but a Charlie Strong Texas tenure. This may go down as the biggest victory, only because it probably keeps him there for the next however long five, ten years. We hope. Oh, however long um, he wants, man. He's got. Well, what? you don't leave Texas, right? <laughs> Mac Brown didn't leave Texas. Mac Brown was escorted out. But I don't think Charlie Strong leaves Texas so by his own will. You know what I mean? So he, hopefully he stays there for the rest of his career and he becomes, you know, the Nick Saban of the of the Big 12 Conference. Uh, but I thought that just as big for for Houston's program, this was just as big for Charlie Strong's tenure as the Texas coach. I totally agree. <clears throat> I was kind of most shocked by Wisconsin because I just didn't expect that much out of them. You know, remember when we predicted the games, I was like, hey, it's going to be close. Watch out for Texas because I really think that they're ready to turn the corner. Um, A&M, I thought they would play UCLA well, you know, but I just – those teams, they really did it. And Houston, I thought they played well, but obviously Oklahoma's in my championship game, so I surely did not think they would lose this one. Now, no panic. Oklahoma, Notre Dame, some of these teams will still be fine, but I think – Two fascinating things, obviously, the new top five, right? So it's Bama, Clemson, Florida State, Ohio State, and Michigan, which is uh, pretty fascinating. We'll get to the rest of it in a minute. But right there, Ray, you know, Michigan, Ohio State look dominant. Clemson, uh, you know, Auburn, Auburn showed themselves really well. But the Florida State comeback after being down 28-6 to in Orlando and having the redshirt freshman, DeAndre, all right, get it right, Dion, like me on Dion, Dre, of, you know, Francois, I mean, 419 and two touchdowns with no picks. His second half was insane, the composure, and I was just so impressed because Ole Miss, they are going to be there at the end. They're legit. Chad Kelly's legit. And then Bama with the, the quarterback hurts and the dominance. Ray, with all the guys that went to the NBA, NFL and their defense, this defense might even be better. <laughs> What did you think about Bama and, and Jimbo and, and how strong their two teams look? 
Well, it was so for Bama, there were so many subplots, right? It was we lost all these guys. We won the national championship with the defending national champions. Lane Kiffin plays USC. Steve Sarkeesian oh, is coming see his in tweet, for right? He put out the tweet. No, no, what did he say? 3.14 a.m., like, exclamation point, which broke up the tweet, so I guess he didn't know. Exclamation point, LAX. <laughs> so, basically, I didn't realize he got fired at 3.14 in the morning. That's crazy, right? He got his yeah, revenge. Well, Steve Sarkeesian is coming in there for an yes. interview. Yes. So, people are no, speculating that Lane Kiffin might be out and maybe on to bigger and better things. So he Well, is, not yet. He's going to be an offensive like assistant to to Kippen, but that's uh that's brilliant. That's uh USC. I mean, are you concerned about them? That that was that was really embarrassing. Really. They didn't embarrassing. look like the 20th ranked team in the country. So, uh you know, they dropped out of the top 25. So, we'll see. They're right outside the top 25. Them and USC, uh, sorry, USC and UCLA both dropped out of the top 25. So, UCLA lost to Texas A&M. SC was embarrassed by Alabama. So, we'll see. I mean, I think they'll bounce back. I just think that, you know, it just shows you the SEC is tough. So, these Pac-12 Oh, and Georgia, right? Nick Chubb is back. Come and puffing, but the the SEC is still the SEC. Don't don't get it twisted. (laughs) That's still – Real did you, big did, boy football. Did you like to see our boy, though? Nicholas Chubb. Nick Chubb from the Chubb clan, because they got, like, a whole family down there. Chubb Rock. Yeah, oh, shout out to Chubb Rock. But so finishing the top ten, Houston, six, Stanford, seven, Washington. Remember I told you that's the sleeper in the Pac-12. Uh, number nine, Georgia, and ten, uh, Wisconsin. Wow, they moved all the way up to ten. Texas eleven. That's that's wild. That is that is really really wild. Um, so look, you know, Texas from unranked goes to eleven. How about that? That's, that's what I'm saying. Look, it's a great first week. Um, LSU drops to twenty one. Ouch. But uh, look, the season's not over for anybody because all these big boys, because of their conferences and other you know other out of conference matchups. They still play each other. Don't forget, Oklahoma's got to play Ohio State. I mean, goodness gracious, Oklahoma, the toughest schedule maybe in college football. That's ridiculous to play Houston and Ohio State back to back. That, that's rough. So, should be fun. Let's, let's get to the, the nitty-gritty. And I think the, the best way to, to get into the hype, because – this is going to be one of those seasons, Ray, that there might be so much parity and balance because teams on the bottom, they're coming up. And we're talking about the NFL. You are now listening to the NFL Talk. Ray, 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 Back. Ray, are you ready for season five and the NFL preview? I figure we should talk before we get, we'll do like AFC, then NFC, get it, build it up to the Super Bowl postseason awards, and then end with our Super Bowl pick. And I want to ask you a couple of quick questions. One, well, can you believe JJ Watt will play week one? Kudos to him. You know, if you still got a fantasy draft, the Texans defense is back at the top on the board. Real quick, Sam Bradford traded to the Vikings over the weekend. Give me your thoughts on that deal. Was it worth it and was it desperation, but was it necessary desperation? Yeah, they even said that everybody, the Vikings GM basically said, everybody's trying to hold us hostage because they know we have a good team. We want to compete with the Packers. We think we have a chance to win that NFC North and do big things in the playoffs. Adrian Peterson's not getting any younger. Right. So, you know, we, we you know, we got Treadwell, we got some 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 thugs on the outside in a good way, not negative connotation. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, so <laughs> So, you know, we've got a chance here to do big things. So they had to make the move. Cost them a first rounder and a fourth rounder and a conditional fourth rounder. Uh, but you know what? That's the cost for a starting quarterback. Now, Sam Bradford needs to 
step up. I mean, he hasn't really had a, a really good season since his, what, second or third season in St. Louis. I mean, it's about time. This guy's a Heisman Trophy winner, number one overall pick. I think this might be the first time that he's surrounded by, you know, a great running back who's in his prime still. He's got some athletes on the outside. The offensive line can move people around. So I'm looking forward to this. And you know what? Philly did great for themselves. They picked him up. Uh, once they decided to go get rid of Nick Foles, I think they got they got a, a first round pick essentially out of Bradford, and you know they'll start retooling. I think this drops them down significantly in the in the NFC East. We'll talk about that in uh, you know. I'm in surprised the next five, that Carson minutes. Wentz is starting though, Ray, and not Chase Daniel. Carson Wentz had barely a cup of co- cup of coffee in preseason, and you know was kind of jacked up with his ribs. So for him to be announced as the starter, I mean, boy, they're they're really going for it. And all season long, they talked about it would be a red shirt year for him. So what changed? I mean, that's fascinating. I don't know. And 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 knowing that they have Minnesota's pick and their own pick next year, I would say that this is a year to find out about Carson Wentz. But give him a chance. Bring him in in the fourth, the fifth, the sixth. Well, they didn't have, they didn't have their own bit. pick. Remember, their own pick went to Cleveland. So oh, now they right, have a first-round right. pick. Okay, so and they didn't the trade it back in into the first round. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, they didn't have You're a right. first round. But my, my thing is, I guess the NFC East is up for grabs because I don't think anybody's really running away with that uh, division. But still, I I don't like that. That's not how you start a rookie quarterback to me. If you didn't get a full preseason and you didn't get a full all the oh, reps. It's risky. You're, you're setting dangerous. him up, and no, and he's carrying that rib injury. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. You know me. Hold a clipboard. No problem with holding a clipboard. Look at Jerry Goff. Yeah, he's third. <laughs> so a lot of different storylines. Can the Broncos, you know, repeat? Can the Panthers, you know, make one more step? Can Cam repeat as MVP? Can Luck come back? Will Brady come back with a vengeance because he's finally suspended for the four games? You know, can Drew Brees still do it? Are the Jets and, and, you know, teams like on the edge like that, are they ready to make the playoffs? Uh, Jets and Raiders. So there's a a lot uh, in both leagues, you know, and then is Aaron Rodgers ready to come back? So we'll, we'll get into it. Let's get into the predictions. Let's start with the AFC. You lead us off. AFC East, break it down. I want to say that Brady being out four games is a big deal, and it'll cost somebody or give somebody the opportunity to take this division. However, (laughs) Bill Belichick is still the head coach, and – I still don't see anybody, even with the Patriots maybe splitting those four games, I still don't see anybody taking that division from the Patriots. So I got the Patriots winning that division. I've got the New York Jets at 11-5. and I got the New York Jets right behind them at 10-6. and I've got the Buffalo Bills still underachieving a little bit. Um, you know, any offense that's got Sammy Watkins, Tyrod Taylor, and a healthy LaShawn McCoy should do big things along with that defense. Uh, but they've got some question marks uh, throughout on, on the offensive line, a little bit on the defense in terms of personnel, health, suspensions, and all of that. So I got the Bills at 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, Hank, longtime caller to the show. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, your team is – your Dolphins are going 6-10. and 10. So I uh, really think ultimately that it's business as usual in that division. New England Patriots take it at 11-5. and five. Wow. Okay. Um, now, we didn't do our picks together. We never do. And we have so many similarities that I was like, <laughs> like, wow, we, we're sharing the same brain sometimes. So I have the Patriots at 11 and 5. Look, they're going to miss Deion Lewis, Minkovich for, you know, Minkovich for four games. They just traded today for Eric Rowe from the, from the um, Eagles. You know, they just got Barkevius, Mingo. So Belichick's got plans, and, and he knows what he's doing. Jamie Collins is a beast. And watch Jimmy G play better than anyone thinks and watch the two tight end attack. Martellus Bennett will be huge, 11-5. and five. 
The Jets, man, they're my wild card. They're one of them. I got them at 10 and 6. I think they're ready. You know, listen, people want to talk bad about Forte, but he's going to catch a lot of passes, and Bilal Powell will pound it a little bit more than maybe he did last year. It'll be a nice mix. And look, Fitz to Marshall and Decker is legit. The Bills at three, too many defensive injuries, but I think Tyrod and Sammy Watkins and McCoy, that little triplets, they're going to embarrass some teams and they're going to put up some points and will be good and exciting, but only nine and seven. Don't make the playoffs. And the Dolphins, better than you think, just because I think at some point Adam Gase is a very good coach. Maybe he'll be their young Don Shula. And I do think they will find ways to get Tannehill working with good talent around him on the offensive side and defensive side. They need Ponce to get healthy with offensive line and see how that works. He says, well, they were saying that he'd probably be a go. I have them at eight and eight. So Patriots and Jets make the playoffs in this. Patriots win the division. Who's your north? So I got your Pittsburgh Steelers tying, but winning on a tie break with the mm. Cincinnati Bengals. Both of them at ten and six. Uh, losing Le'Veon Bell isn't trivial. I think that that hurts. D'Angelo Williams, Brown Sugar, still has some football left in him. Still can carry the ball, uh, but but still you can't replace Le'Veon Bell. He's he's you know he's the premier running back potentially in the league when he's healthy. So I still like the Bengals um, to be right there with the Steelers. Uh, They can play defense, and that defense is going to keep them in games. Losing the two wide receivers hurts them. Tyler Eifert being a little bit banged up, that hurts them too. But I think ultimately uh, the two running backs, A.J. Green, Andy Dalton, they can still move the ball and put points on the field, plus that defense, so they'll be fine. Um, the, the bottom two teams, you know, people have mixed opinions. I think they'll be terrible. I think the Ravens will be 6-10 and 10 and the Browns will be 5-11. and 11. The Browns are going to wait for four games for Josh Gordon. The Ravens have that, you know, uh, a really aging Steve Smith Sr. And then You're who do you have tomorrow? You're not having the connection? RG3 to Corey Coleman and Josh Gordon? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I think that maybe Hugh Jackson gets to him, but probably it'll take half a season or a season. So I don't think that they've had enough time together. I just think that both of these teams are terrible. So uh, maybe next year they turn it around and maybe the top two teams come back to the pack a little bit. But I think this division is all about the Bengals and the Steelers. Those two games are going to be great. Definitely. It's a hated rivalry now, especially after last year's playoffs. Well, we kind of agree again. Number one in the North, my Steelers. I, listen, people know that I'm a Steelers fan, but I, I never, you know, when I do my predictions, I always pick my mind, not my heart, but my heart and my mind say, listen, listen we'll miss Martavius Bryant. Bell will be back. D'Angelo Brown Sugar will handle the three games, but a healthy Ben. Our offensive line is back and healthy, looking great. The Castro Ponce and the boys. Our linebackers are ready. Dupree will step up. Don't forget about Cam, you know, Hayward up there in the defensive line. Our secondary, maybe we can get Justin Gilbert turned around. We traded with him for the Browns. But I do like our talent. Artie Burns, the young kid, he'll get it together. And I think our defense is a little bit better than than people are giving us credit for, and they'll show and prove. And we're great on special teams, and we go for two, and I love our coach. Bengals, 10-6. and They're my second wild card as well with the Jets. So I think they're going to have a great season. But like you, I'm concerned. Eifer, when he'll be there, it's week three or four. And you lose Marvin and Sanu, who went to Detroit and Atlanta. They're going to rely on your boy from Pitt, Tyler Boyd, and some other receivers to step up. So A.J. Green is going to have to have a month a year, need some help. And watch Giovanni Bernard playing almost in the slot as a receiver a lot, and Jerry Mahill will get more carries. So that'll be fascinating to see. You're right. These Ravens, I I got them a little bit better just because I think the coaching and the heart, and they drafted well the last two years. So with some health, maybe if Perryman can play and Steve Smith Sr. gets back, but only seven and nine, they'll probably be six and 10, but you know, they'll, they'll be a little bit better because they still have some talent there. The Browns, 4-12. and 12, I wanted to give them like six wins, Ray, but it, 
just look, they drafted 14 guys, 16, because they got two undrafted free agents made the team, 16 rookies in their 53. This is like an expansion team, so it's too much. RG3 and Josh Gordon will connect later on in the year, but it's too hard to get victories, 4 and 12. So Steelers and Bengals, division and wild card for me. The South, what do you got? This division has a lot of storylines. You've got oh, J.J. Yeah. Watt potentially coming back. You've got Andrew Luck on the rebound. You've got a young, studly Jacksonville Jaguars team. You've got a Tennessee Titans team with Marcus Mariota. You've got a DeMarco Murray now in that division trying to prove that two years ago leading the league in rushing in Dallas wasn't a fluke. So very, very interesting, and I think they'll all beat up on each other. Um, I've got the Houston Texans winning this division, but only at 9-7. and seven. Mm. I love the uh, um, Hopkins. Oh, yeah. Hopkins. He's a stud. Uh, but after that, you got to ask yourself on offense, where is the, you know, where's the offense coming from? Uh, hopefully the defense plays up to its potential, but where's the offense coming from? Brock Osweiler is still an unknown. Uh, the number two receiver behind DeAndre Hopkins is, is kind of unknown. Is Lamar Miller Fuller, ready to step up? Fuller, Fuller and Jalen Strong, I like it. Yeah, you'll you'll see his name pop up again later on the show, but but still it's it's unknown, right? You're still it's still a coin flip. Uh, Lamar Miller wants to show that his second half of the season in Miami was really the Lamar Miller uh, that, that deserves the contract. So I, I think they edge out Indianapolis because I'm still not convinced that they've locked down that offensive line in Indianapolis. Frank Gore's a little old. Uh, the defense has still got some holes. So I, I just think that they're a little bit better than the Indianapolis Colts. The Jacksonville Jaguars are a team on the rise. I just don't think they're ready this year. Um, I'm, I think Blake Bortles is actually going to take a step back. Uh, I don't mm. know that he's going to have a great season. If you keep projecting him, I don't know that, that he won't take a step back. It would be interesting to see David Carr and Blake Bortles and Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, how those guys all compete in their Before, second and yeah. third years in yeah. the NFL. Uh, but I think Jacksonville is is a solid seven and nine. Next year is their year. Uh, if they can decide, you know, who's going to be their running back, and 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 if it's Yeldon, if it's Henry, wh- whoever it is. Um, you know my boy start... Chris Ivory is going to do it, man. Don't sleep on Chris Christopher. Ivory. Please, please, Christopher. <laughs> okay. So I he's really, and and then Tennessee Titans again. I may have disrespected them a little bit at six and ten, but uh, I, I just look at that roster and I think you know what they're the worst team in their division they're not a bad team though I don't right, I, no, don't hate, I don't hate their roster I just think they're playing in a tough division where those other teams are just slightly better than they are so in a close division I got the Texans winning that division but they're the only team that make the playoffs out of that division for me totally agree pretty much everything the same I think Brock Osweiler is going to surprise people, and I like this Texans team in offense, but I only have them at nine and seven because I still think you can pass on them and their defense is not that great. It's hard to run on them, but I, I, I do think you can, you know, beat them in a shootout. Um, of course, J.J. Watt is, you know, if not the best, he's up there with Von Miller and Luke Keekley, the top three de- defensive players in the league. The Colts, you're right, the O-line, not just that, Ray. I, I don't love the defense. Yeah, they got, you know, some defensive players, but it's mainly the secondary's kind of okay. But you can run their defensive line. You can run all over the Colts, as we saw the Patriots run, do. Run, Forrest, run. <laughs> we saw the Patriots do with, like, multiple dudes, like guys that, you know, aren't even in the league anymore. So the Colts, they – you know, and I do think Luck will have a, a bounce-back type of year, but he'll miss Fleener. Uh, Dwayne Allen is not the receiver that Fleener was. And let's just see if Dorsett, Moncrief, and T.Y. can, you know, put up the points. But they're going to have to outscore teams. So I got them at 8-8 eight and eight, coming to second place. The Jaguars definitely improved. Um, Bortles, he'll stand pat. I don't think he'll go down. Him, if Julius Thomas is healthy and ready to go, Julius Allen and Allen Robinson and Hearns, that is legit. And I like the combo of Ivory and, and Yeldon. 
Um, I think Ivory will get more carries, but Jaguars, they're going to, you know, and I like Jalen Ramsey and uh, Miles Jack and, and our boy Dante Fowler Jr. You know, he'll kind of be almost like a rookie too, because he didn't play. So they're six and 10. And then the, the tie in, I got them five and 11. They're, um, they're going to be in almost every game. I think, I think Mariotto to, to, if when Kendall Wright gets back and I'm not sure when he returns healthy, I'm sort of shocked that they traded away Doyle Green, Beckham, and Cut Hunter and Bishop Sankey because, like, they don't seem to have that many receivers. But, you know, they love Tajay Sharp, and I think he's going to be a stud. I think Mariota takes a nice little step in year two, and Delaney Walker is going to be a top three tight end. He's going to be a monster for the Titans. So 5-11, and 11, but they'll be a fun 5-11 and 11 if, if that's a fair statement. A fun 5-11, so, I like that. What about your AFC West? <laughs> All right, AFC West, we'll speed it up a little bit. The Kansas City Chiefs, I got them winning the division at 10-6, and six, despite the fact that I think that Alex Smith is not the guy to win you a Super Bowl. He's certainly a steady Eddie. Uh, with Jeremy Macklin back, hopefully their boy, uh, the running back, Jamal Charles, Texas represent, comes oh, yeah. back strong. You know, he, he's used to coming back from these leg injuries, so hopefully he represents. I like them at 10-6. and six. Their defense is still solid. Um, they've got, you know, Andy Reid pulling the strings back there, being creative on offense. He knows how to get consistent after thinking about what he did with, uh, you know, in Philadelphia going to five NFC championships, going to one Super Bowl or six NFC championship, but winning one, going to a Super Bowl. So I just think he's always there. You've got to knock him out off the, the, the perch, and I don't know that anybody else in this division can. Uh, I like the Oakland Raiders to come in second at nine and seven, passing the Denver Broncos. Yes, the defending champions in my book go third. The Raiders have a nice young studly nucleus and i like that kid khalil mack a whole lot on defense uh they've got a young fresh defensive ends you know they've got some talent on defense but to me it comes down to Derek carr it comes down to Derek carr's ability to progress in his third season it comes down to his ability to get amari cooper and Latavius Murray involved every game because those two guys and him create a nice little trio. Now, they had a great first half of the season, but between Murray hitting the wall and Cooper getting injured, they kind of fell off a little bit last season. But I think they're 9-7. and seven. I, I have them passing the Broncos. The Broncos, you know what? We keep saying that they're going to have – Simeon's going to be the, the quarterback for a few games, and then Paxton Lynch is going to take over. Their D is great. They're trying to get rid of Aqib Tlaib. I don't know what's, uh, you know, what's the deal with that. Uh, but I just think they peaked. They won their Super Bowl. It's so hard to repeat, period. And then to repeat without either of your quarterbacks, right? They don't have Manning <laughs> or Brock Osweiler. So you're talking about – Simeon from Northwestern and Paxton Lynch from Tulane, it's not happening. So I got them third. From Memphis. From Memphis, Memphis. sorry, from Memphis. Uh, So I got them third, and then the San Diego Chargers. I really feel like Phillip Rivers needs to go to another team and try to win towards the end of his career. I really do. It's falling apart. Um, You know, when your best offensive player now, you know, potentially – you know, Keenan Allen's going to be a stud, but then Danny Woodhead, a little bit. Uh, you know, he's a he's a spunky player, but you know, he's your second best offensive player. I'm a little bit worried. Antonio Gates is past his prime, and you know, we've we've seen them peak and it's then a bad just fall apart. It's a bad organization. The Bosa Yeah, and, and and you know what? Like I said, I hate to see Philip Rivers go out like that, but yeah, I have them. I have them last at six and ten. So. Really, Six the only team coming out. <laughs> oh, you have them at less than that. All right. Well, yeah, I got yeah. Kansas City first, Oakland, Denver, San Diego. Okay. So who are your two AFC wild cards? Did you say who they were? Who you got? No, I didn't say. So my AFC wild cards, I've got Cincinnati at six, the Chiefs at three by virtue of winning the division. I've got Houston at four and the Jets at five. The Jets. So Jets are your wild card with the – Right, so Houston and, and KC win their divisions. Jets and Cincinnati are the two wild cards. 
All right, AFC West. I agree. I mean, we have all the picks almost the same in this one, too. Just a little flip. Chiefs, 10 and 6. Everything you said. Macklin, they'll get the running backs. All three of them are good. Charkandrick West, even the third back is nice. Spencer Ware is legit. And we know, you know, Jamal Charles. Travis Kelsey, I think he'll be ready to have a bigger year. Brian, the defense, they'll miss Justin Houston. Maybe he'll be back week 10 or 12. They still got Tom Lee and the boys, Eric Berry. They're tough. Andy Reid's going to have a good coaching season with this team. Broncos, I got them second, nine and seven. They fall a little short. Defense will be still pretty good, but you're right. It's not the same. And quietly, you know, people don't want to admit to it, but they're going to miss Trevathan, who went to the Bears, and Malik Jackson, who went to the Jaguars, because those two guys are right up the middle. Uh, making all the tackles and stopping the run. Those two were very important to the team. The Raiders third, eight, 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 eight. Um, next year, I think they'll be in the playoffs. I really do. But they just need one more year of development. And I think they need another receiver. I think Crabtree needs to become the third receiver, not your number two. We'll see their young tight end if he can do anything. Uh, Chargers and Derek Carr, you're right. This is a big year for him, but and I, I think they're going to pound Murray a little bit more. I heard Del Rio talking today, but let's hope if Murray can handle it. Chargers 4-12. Exactly. and 4-12. Um, Bosa will help a little. Him and Corey legit. Not a great defense. They're going to miss Eric Weddle. The Chargers have a lot of different issues, and I don't like the offensive line. Yeah, Gates will still do it. Melvin Gordon has got to step up, but if the O-line doesn't do it, it's going to be hard for him. A lot of screen passes to Danny Woodhead and Keenan Allen. They'll have over 100 receptions. Him and Phillip will do it. So, basically, like you said, my seedings, and we'll get to our AFC picks. So, I have uh, Chiefs three, Texans four, you know, Patriots one, Steelers two, and the Bengals are five, and my Jets, our Jets are six. So, let's let's take this up to the Super Bowl in the AFC, and then uh, we'll go to the NFC. Tell us your right, uh, playoffs. So, yeah, so in the playoffs, I have the Bengals beating the Chiefs, the Jets beating the Houston Texans in mm. the first round of the wild card weekend. And then I have, uh, you know, after that, then it comes down to chalk. I got New England in divisional rivalries, it turns out. New England beating the Jets, Pittsburgh beating the Bengals. So then I have a one versus two New England beating Pittsburgh to go to their, what would that be, seventh Super Bowl in the wow. Brady era. Wow. In the Brady-Belichick era. Wow. You're all in with that Brady vengeance. Okay, so my wild card weekend, I have the number three Chiefs over the number six Jets. Ah. Uh, hate to see it, but that's what's going to happen. Then I have the number five Bengals over the number four Texans. Um, Divisional weekend, chalk like you, number one Patriots over the number five Bengals, and then the number two Steelers over the number three Kansas City Chiefs. Then in a great battle, and I think they've been waiting to play this game for two or three years because the last time they did really battle, the Steelers were able to, to get the Patriots. And I think this year is just enough weapons that they can outscore Brady. And I think a defensive line that can mess him up off his step and his rhythm. And my Steelers beat the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl and take care of Belichick, and it's time for Big Ben to get back to the place where he loves, Super Bowl, baby, Super Bowl Sunday. Let's go to the NFC. Hometown, let's, let's hometown. Little, right, little NFC, quickly. NFC. NFC, NFC East yeah. is a mess. I think that any team <laughs> except for the Philadelphia Eagles could win this division. Um, yeah. I have, as of today, the Washington <laughs> Redskins at 9-7. and seven. 
winning the division. I think Kirk Cousins really proved to me, and I, I thought a oh, third-round pick out of Michigan State, he's really not legit. He's legit. And Jordan Reed, uh, Pierre Garçon, uh, if they can get Matt Jones and Thompson running the ball, they've got a very solid defense. So uh, uh, the Josh Norman coming over can only help, especially in that pass-happy uh, Cowboys and Giants. Uh, so I think the, the Redskins win that division at 9-7. and seven. The Cowboys, I think Tony Romo makes it back at some point. Dak Prescott wins maybe two or three games. Tony Romo takes the rest. So they go 8-8, eight and eight, uh, still not good enough to make the playoffs, not good enough to win the division. The Giants, 7-9. and nine. I really think that Sterling Shepard is going to be great as a, as a number two option. Don't know how much he'll get out of Victor Cruz. Odell Beckham's the man. I don't love Rashad Jennings. Eli Manning, you know, is, is on one year, off one year, so I think he'll have a, uh, a so-so year, put up good numbers, but he'll turn the ball over a lot. And the Philadelphia Eagles are just going to be terrible. Sorry. Folks, they don't have a quarterback. They don't really have, uh, you know, Ryan Matthews, I'm not sure he's ready. He's the man. So I, I see them at 6-10. and 10. So i got the Redskins, Cowboys, Giants, and Eagles. Similar, Redskins 9-7, and seven. love the offense. If Josh Doxson gets it going with Deshaun Jackson, Jordan Reed, the second-best tight end in football, and Pierre Garçon, Kirk Cousins is going to throw for about 4,300 yards. Um, so they'll win the division. I got the Giants at 9-7 and seven tied, but the Redskins win the tiebreaker. Um, you know, not too sure about Eli, but he should be better year three in this system. And they're going to need some Victor Cruz. Not sure about the tight end if Danell is, you know, going to give you enough or, you know, they use somebody else. And the defense, they paid a lot of money, but will they be able to consistently stop people? That's the question. Cowboys, uh, I would have had them win this, winning this division if Romo didn't get hurt. I really would have. I just felt like they have the offensive line, Ezekiel Elliott. I think Zeke has a great rookie year, too much missing on the defense, and they just don't put enough draft picks and attention to it. So hopefully next year they'll do that so they can have a Super Bowl run. Dez should be okay. He looks good. I think Dak Prescott might even get three, three, four wins, you know, but it's uh, seven and nine. The Eagles, Carson Wentz, you know, maybe he'll surprise you, you know, one or two times just because I think he is the quarterback of the future. He's got talent. Don't love their receivers. Not Green Beckham, not Jordan Matthews, not Aguilar, nobody. I think Matthews and Sproles will carry the team only to 5-11. and 11. I like uh, Fletcher Cox and some of the defense, but not enough. Uh, NFC North, what do you got? Well, Sam Bradford is back. <laughs> or, you know, back in the NFC. Yeah. But not enough. Green Bay Packers are 11 and 5. Aaron Rodgers still the best player in football, still the best quarterback in football in my opinion. Uh I think that Eddie Lacy is on a mission now. Hopefully Jordy Nelson's back. You know that those wide receivers and those ACL injuries usually take next, you know, a, a season and a half to come back from. So I'm hoping that he'll be able to do it, but I don't know that he'll hit his stride till mid-season. I still think though that Winning without him last year was huge for this team. So I just think the Packers are fine. And now that uh, Julius Peppers and, and uh, Matthews have all this stuff off their back with the whole uh, PED, uh, you know, rumors and everything, I think yeah. the Packers are ready to play. Uh, they'll be 11-5. and five. The Vikings are a very respectable 10-6. and six. Good team. Adrian Peterson. Uh, I like uh, Laquan Treadwell potentially to step up here second half of the season. Uh, you know that they can play D. You know that they can take their game inside and outside. Adrian Peterson runs all day. Kyle Rudolph, it would be nice for him to finally step up. I've stopped drafting him, but hopefully in, in, in the games he can step up. <laughs> yeah, uh, no but, but it'll take him a while for Sam Bradford to actually hit his stride, but I, that's okay because all you got to do is – Hand it off to your college teammate all day, Adrian Peterson, Oklahoma Sooners in the house. So I think they're good. The other two teams I think are terrible. I got the Detroit Lions at six and ten, and the Chicago Bears at five and eleven. Um, talent on offense, both teams, but questions on defense. Ziggy Ansah is, is is quite the player. We know that. 
But other than that, I think Chicago's got some holes to fill, and they they started two in the draft, but they're still a couple years away on defense, which is, you know, where they used to hang their hat. The Detroit Lions, I think Matt Stafford will have a bounce back year. Marvin Jones will step up, but ultimately, uh, you know, you can't just lose Megatron and not, you know, not get hit on offense. Um, We'll see what happens in the running game, but ultimately I just think that those two teams, Packers and Vikings, are so much better than Lions and Bears that they're the ones that make the playoffs in that division. Can't fight you on that. So I've got similar Packers 10-6, and Vikings 10-6. and Packers win the division tiebreaker. Vikings get the wild card. I think um, – Everything you said, Lacey, and remember now with Jordan back, Cobb goes to two, Devonta Adams goes to three, where they belong, and getting Jared Cook over a tight end and having Richard Rodgers as the number two tight end, sometimes they can play both of them. A lot of versatility for Rodgers, uh, Aaron Rodgers, who will be back to an MVP level. I think Bradford actually does well, probably week two with the Vikings, Sean Hill, yo Terps, can um, you know maybe get a win week one against Tennessee, I believe they play, and hold it down, but AP is going to be, uh, I think he's actually going to have a better season because Bradford can throw it deeper than Teddy B, even though we both love Teddy B, very accurate, a cool comic collected and looked like he was maturing, but Bradford, if he can stay healthy and, and not get shook in the pocket, he can whip it around a little bit better. So they'll make a wild card. Bears, They're on the come up. John Fox is building the team the right way. That's the one thing you can say about Foxy. He's consistent. Defense is going to get better. You worry about Adam Gaze leaving if that affects Cutler. You need Kevin White to step up. Don't love Langford at running back and then uh, carry the backup. Uh, I'm not sure where they're going with that. They shouldn't have got rid of Bennett. Cutler loves him. So 6-10 and is the best I could see for them. And then the Lions, Ray, you said it. They're missing too much posse. But Stratford will throw for over 4,000 again. Golden Tate will be uh, surprising as a probably legit number one. They'll be 5-11. and 11. And Theo Reddick will lead running backs in receptions again. Amir Abdullah will, uh, you know, do a little bit better. And um, we'll see how Marvin Jones and, and Anquan Bolden in the slot could give you like 60 receptions, maybe more. So the Lions will be like the Titans. An exciting, fun 5-11, and 11, unless you're a Detroit Lions fan. <laughs> so, NFC South, what do you got? NFC South, I think, is still the domain of the Carolina Panthers. I think they win it at 10-6. and six. Um, Even though they get Kelvin Benjamin back, that's good. They lose Josh Norman. That's bad. And I think that the league has kind of found out in the Super Bowl that they're really not – that explosive on offense, despite the fact that they scored a lot of points last year, they can be stopped. Uh, Cam Newton, like we talked about on our preview show with Charles Davis, needs to complete at a better rate. Uh, I'd love to see him run less and pass more uh, just for his own sakes, for longevity, for you know, moving the ball down the field on a regular basis. Uh, I do think, though, with Funches, the size, Olsen Funches, and Benjamin, I mean, that's just, just an enormous posse stepping off the bus. Um, so they win 10-6. and six. I don't think they'll be as good as last year. I don't think they go 15-1, and one, but I think they go 10-6. and six. Tampa Bay looks to be a really good team. Uh, Doug Martin, the problem with him is he's one year on, one year off, one year on, one year off. So we'll see if the combination of Martin and Sims can, can move the ball consistently. But I love Mike Evans. Uh, Safarian Jenkins is good enough. Um, Vincent Jackson can still play. If you can get consistently good defense out of that team, and now that they have an offensive, uh, you know, head coach, we'll see if the defense gets de-emphasized a little bit. But I think think they're good, and I look for them next year to be really, you know, potentially better. But right now they're eight and eight. The Saints are seven and nine. I think Drew Brees' best days are behind him. Uh, he's still got it, I think, uh, you know, in his shoulders and in his arm. But I don't know that his his you know posse around him is as good as it's been in the past you just don't lose guys that he's lost and and you know recover from that especially you know his 5,000 yard seasons are, are, are over uh, but I do think that they can win some games I think they'll be seven and nine and then the Atlanta Falcons like we said Matt Ryan may have peaked in his second or third year in the NFL but uh, you know 
he could surprise people, right? Because between uh, if you believe in in Coleman and you believe in Freeman, uh, you got to believe in Julio Jones, and you got to think Mohamed Sanu as a number two is is uh, is is a player too. Um, this team and Douglas, this team can still scare you a little bit on offense, but I think that they're they just hit the wall last year. And I don't know how quickly you recover from that. So I have them at six and ten. So really, to me, it's Tampa Bay next year, Carolina this year, uh, and that's the only team going to the playoffs from the NFC South. Okay, the South, the Panthers, twelve and four. They handle okay. Benjamin. Benjamin back. Cam gets it up to about sixty-three to sixty-five percent passing. Runs a little bit less, but still gets his touchdowns. Saints number two at eight and eight. I just Defense is not good enough yet. Let's see if Brandon Cooks can hold up for eight games. Willie Sneed, uh, Kobe Fleener, fantasy studs for Drew Brees. He'll throw for over 4,000 yards, another 4,300, 4,400. But, um, you know, we'll see how Ingram and Spiller hold up. They have injury bugs as well. You know, uh, Brees is getting older and wants a new contract with a ton of money. I don't know if he's going to get it, but we'll see. The Bucks number three. Six and ten, but they're on the rise. Uh, they're, uh, I think they're building something nice. They'll be a hard, a hard. You know, it'll be difficult to beat them this year because Jameis is going to be improved and that offense is legit. Doug Martin should have another solid season. Vincent Jackson and Evans should do their thing. Uh, we love Levante David on defense. The Falcons five and eleven. Matt Ryan, like you said, yeah, they've got a nice offense. They can score. I think they're going to try to bring Coleman in more. They. People who drafted him like him more than Freeman, but Freeman's so explosive. Um, you know, fantasy guy, Julio, if he could stay healthy. I hate that ankle. That's why I'm not touching him in fantasy. And Matt Ryan still, if he gets pressured, he'll choke and throw interceptions, and the defense cannot carry them 5-11. and 11. So the Panthers win that division, and that's it. NFC West, let's go. To me, the NFC West is exactly like the NFC North. Two good teams, two terrible teams. Seattle Seahawks and Arizona Cardinals flip a coin. I like the Seahawks 11 and 5. Some people like Russell Wilson for the MVP. He might be. Uh, I think that Jer- that um, Graham. Oh, you've yeah. got to get him in. What's that? I said, oh yeah, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, yeah, gonna- Jimmy Graham. You got to get him involved in the offense early and often. I think they they found somebody in Lou Rawls' cousin. <laughs> uh, I think Rawls running the ball, Jimmy Graham, uh, you know Russell Wilson can throw under distress, under duress. That defense is still that defense. I think that whole camp chancellor issue from last year is, is you know, well behind them. Earl Thomas, Chancellor, uh, you know, Richard Sherman, those guys are still the best secondary. Legion of Boom, the defensive ends, the, the, the linebackers, to me, is still the best defense, better than Denver's, um, especially now that, that Denver's got some, some issues with a keep to leap. So, I like, I like them. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals. I don't think they'll be thirteen and three like they were last year, but ten and six is still a very respectable season. David Johnson's going to have a good season. They're aging a little bit at uh, quarterback, at wide receiver. Uh, uh, Robert Kim DJ Chandler Jones coming over, I think, can only be great for them on defense. I mean, those guys might be right up there with Seattle as, as kind of the best defense in the league. Some people have Tyron Matthew coming back off the injury to become you know, defensive player of the year. But I think those two teams are great. The Rams and Niners are terrible. Uh, Blaine Gabbert is your quarterback in San Francisco. We won't even get into that. That's just a, uh, right now it's a terrible team. Three, four years ago they were the best team in football. Now they're one of the worst. The Rams, they were also on the cusp of, of really doing some big things, had a great defensive line. Todd Gurley's a stud. Uh, I don't like Tavon Austin. I don't really like their quarterback situation. So, to me, these two teams are just terrible. But I do like Seattle and Arizona both making a playoffs. Same here. Seahawks 12-4, and four. Cardinals 11-5 and five is a wild card. The Rams will be 9-7. and seven. Gurley will get them to the above the 8-8. Eight eight. Really? I only have <laughs> to win six instead of winning nine. Yeah, okay. yeah, and the Niners are three and thirteen, and the mistake started with the egos in the front office getting rid of the, one of the best coaches in professional sports or in college sports, and that's Jim Harbaugh. Look what he's doing in Michigan, and then they've gotten rid of all these guys. Guys retired. The Niners are a mess as a franchise, and Blaine Gabbert bounces screen passes. 
So I would assume and hope that Kaepernick is starting by week two, if not, you know, halftime of week one, because the Rams are going to run all over the Niners. Navarro Bowman, the only bright spot, and Carlos Hyde uh, might get to some points in fantasy. Let's go to the playoffs and the wild card and NFC. Run it through for me. What you got? Number three, Arizona beating number six, Minnesota. Number five, Carolina. They're only five because they won't win the division. Uh, they'll win the division. Um, actually, five, I mean, sorry, four. five, Carolina over uh, the, no, the Redskins. Five. Actually, they can't be five. Sorry, they're four. Yeah. Um, so, four, Carolina and the Redskins. Okay, four, um, four over five. Yeah. Yeah, and then – no, no, they're both division winners. They can't play each other. Sorry, yeah, yeah, that's right. Sorry, 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 sorry. So they would be sorry. So Arizona, yeah, yeah. So I had this a little, I had this a little mixed up. But essentially, I've got Arizona coming out. So I'll, t- I'll tell you who goes on to the next round. So I've got Green Bay, Carolina, and then Seattle, Arizona. These are going to be great. I mean, the first round is going to be great in the NFC. Second round is going to be. World-class football. I love it. But I got Green Bay over Carolina, Seattle over Arizona in just two fantastic games. And then I've got Green Bay edging out Seattle to go back to the Super Bowl. And I have no confidence in this, meaning any of those four teams. (laughs) Between Green Bay, Carolina, Seattle – and Arizona, any of those four teams could go to the Super Bowl. But I have Green Bay coming back uh, after a few years off back to the Super Bowl. So you have Packers meeting the Patriots. All right, my NFC, uh, I have number three Packers over number six Vikings. I have number five Cardinals over number four Redskins. In the divisional round, I have the number one Panthers over number five Cardinals, just like last year. And then I have the number two Seahawks over the number three Packers back to the uh, Hail Mary, you know, praying and stuff like that. Since Aaron Rodgers has been kind of snarky at Russell Wilson about that. I don't know why he's got that issue, but he, you know, Hey, he's like, don't bring God into football. You know, Hey, everybody's choice, right? The title game. I have got, and I, I'm telling you, I really think Cam and Panthers, you know, they're on that doorstep. But when I am honest with myself and looking at the rosters, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the best team for the last five seasons. The Seattle Seahawks over the Carolina Panthers, number two over one. And then in Super Bowl 51, I have the Seahawks facing the Steelers. You want to do our Super Bowl picks now and then get to the postseason awards? Yeah, I've got Green Bay over New England. I think it's still a quarterback-driven league. Both of these teams don't have great coaches. McCarthy's an offensive guy. Belichick's a defensive guy. I just think that eventually New England's lack of size and lack of ability to kind of punch you in the mouth hurts them. Green Bay outscores them in the Super Bowl and wins the second one in the Aaron Rodgers regime. You know what Tay's going to tell you. Give me a score. 31-27, high-scoring Super Bowl. Why are you copying my score, man? All right, so Green Bay over the Patriots, 31-27. I have got – this is hard to say. I have got the Seattle Seahawks over my Pittsburgh Steelers, 31-27. Russell gets the game that he should have won two years ago. He gets it back. They get revenge for the Jeremy yeah. Porter, uh, yeah. uh, the Porter and uh, Jeremy Stevens Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, Seahawks over my Steelers. It's hard. It's it's even hard for it to come out of my mouth. But so real quick, Willie Beeman, my son, my seven year old, he's a Panther fan. He wanted to give his pick. He has got the Panthers over the Steelers. Maybe giving some love to his dad. But he said the Panthers will win the Super Bowl twenty three nineteen. So wow, gotta, okay. I got to give little seven-year-old some credit. You know, he, he, he's doing fantasy football this year, and he's excited. Postseason awards, let's do it. Um, I'll start first. Offensive rookie of the year, Ezekiel Elliott, all day, all day. Uh, defensive it, rookie of the year, huh? No, no, go ahead. You, know, you give all uh, of yours, yeah, and I'll give all mine. Yeah, I'll just finish it out. Defensive rookie of the year. Jalen Ramsey, I think, for Jacksonville, he's going to be like uh, 
Peters last year for Kansas City. A lot of picks, some clutch tackles, but uh, he'll take two or three to the house. Uh, Coach of the year. I'm going with Andy Reid. I think he does a great job with the Chiefs, even with Houston and Charles injured. He's just going to take this team to another place, and they will win the AFC West for the first time in, like, forever. Offensive player of the year, that's Antonio Brown all day. Defensive player of the year, Bobby Wagner for the Seahawks. He's going to tell J.J., uh, Von Miller, and Luke Keekley is Bobby time. <laughs> and he's, you know, right up there with him, but he's ready to take, take that next step. Bobby Wagner, comeback player. Uh, it could be a lot of guys. I was thinking Luck and different guys were injured. It's too obvious. But you know what? I'm going with DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray will get over 1,000 yards, and he will be electric in those five wins for the Tennessee Titans. Might put up, you know, eight touchdowns and 1,300 yards rushing. And fantasy play of the year, that's Todd Gurley all day, every day. That's all he is for the Rams. He's going to have six wins on his back of their nine wins. And Gurley will get maybe 40 receptions, 10 touchdowns, 1,600, 1,500 yards, big season. MVP, this was a tough one. But you said it, and I'm going with him. Russell, last name Wilson, just married Sierra. He's got the castle. He's going to have the jewelry, and he's going to need bodyguards. His future wants to come and try to kill him. <laughs> so Russell Wilson <laughs> will get the MVP and Sons of Security to hold it down, get the trophy, get everything, and it's, it's just his year. He's ready. All right. I like your Elliott and Ramsey pick, but just to be different, I had to go with uh, Miles Jack. Same Ooh. team as Ramsey, but if this guy didn't have that knee injury, he might be the number one overall pick. He's that good. Uh, I love him. I think he bounces back. I hope he makes a stamp on the NFL as a rookie. Offensive Rookie of the Year, I'm going to go with Will Fuller. I'm going to say that DeAndre Hopkins gets all the attention and he gets double-teamed never, which means that big, strong, great hands out of Notre Dame, he'll have a great year. Now, in terms of Offensive Player of the Year, how can you you not go with Antonio Brown? I mean, this guy is is pretty much the rewriting – going to start rewriting the record books for for wide receivers. I mean, the way Marvin Harrison did uh, 10, 15 years ago. Defensive player of the year, Khalil Who's the Mac. I believe that his time has come. The Raiders are going to showcase him. He'll be all over the field. The Raiders are just a hair shy of the playoffs, but he still wins defensive player of the year. Comeback player of the year, you blow out your ACL, you're typically not ready the the next year, but but the year after. But I'm going to say that ahead of schedule, Jordy Nelson is the comeback player of the year. Coach of the year is going to be Bill Belichick. He might be the best coach in football, you know, that we've ever seen, let alone in our generation in this age. But to lose Brady for four games, to deal with no Chandler Jones, to deal with Deion Lewis, losing your running backs, undersized receivers, using those tight ends in the middle of the field, scrambling on defense, Bill Belichick, coach of the year, and most valuable poet on the MIC is the best player in football, Aaron Rodgers, leads this team to 11-5 and and the Super Bowl, and that's how I'm going out. Woo! MVP for Rodgers with the I am not mad at you at all. Well, that's what you got Listen. Russell Wilson doing, right? Yeah, man. I, I got MVP Super Bowl, yeah. So we both go with NFC teams. And to be honest, you know, we're kind of AFC guys, even though Kyle's all about his Cowboys, you know, and I'm about my Steelers. Uh, give me one shocking prediction uh, to, you know, end us off with the season, something that we didn't mention that you think will play out and happen. Andrew Luck will put take all the monkeys off of his back and throw for 5,000 yards. It's not shocking, but he will prove why he was the number one overall pick, and he'll set himself up for a Super Bowl and an MVP in the, in the very near future. Mine is going to be, you like that, Kirk Cousins. Ten interceptions, but 
33 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. I think Kirk Cousins has a huge year for them, even though they only, you know, win the division and get bumped out. But I think he, he, he earns his money. I think he earns All his right, money. All right, real quick, Super Bowl 50 rematch on Thursday. Quick prediction, yes. Denver, Carolina. Um, I'm taking the Panthers over Simeon and the Broncos, and I think they're going to take care of them 26-17 um, and get some a little bit of revenge. Panthers win. Yeah, I like the Panthers all day. Uh, this kid Simeon was a solid player at Northwestern, but he's not ready. So I think they win pretty easily. I think they actually embarrassed them. I think they'll win 31-10. Woo! Put it on the Broncos. You don't, you don't like the Broncos D, huh? I do like the Broncos D, but I just feel like this is a game that they've been drooling and salivating for <laughs> for months since February. Greg Olson. All right, well, listen, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll see you on Friday. Get ready, Ray and Tay. Have our Ray and Tay Today draft, fantasy draft. We'll have to talk about both of our leagues next on Friday. We'll uh, give you our roster, see what you guys think, because we got to talk fantasy for you, because people love it. Great show, great preview, start of our fifth season, 2016. Seahawks for Tay, Packers for Ray. That's the way we go. Enjoy the season. Peace. We're out.